See, doctors are engineers. Doctors, <laughs> oh, yeah. are, so, uh, doctors are engineers. Mechanics. Doctors are architects. There's nothing. There, there is no mm, job. There's nothing we can't do. See, because apart from doctors, so I think this goes for everybody in the medical field. We're constantly improvising. So knowing everything you know now, right, about me- the medical field in Nigeria, what would you advise your 15-year-old self entering uni? Hmm. Huh? What would you advise your 15-year-old self Run. Hey, <laughs> First of all, run. Please, because, please. girl, like, I'm going through a lot. Because, like, honestly, I feel like medicine is nice. I like medicine, honestly. Let me just make it clear. I love what I do. I like the path I've chosen. But if I could go back in time, I definitely, now knowing what I know, that there are so many other ways to make money, less stressful ways to make money, less, cause, less stressful ways to just live. Enjoy life. Yeah, to enjoy life. So and, if you yeah, want to so. enjoy life... You flee all appearances of all. Let's even be honest. There's no money in medicine like that. <laughs> nah. There's it's just suffering. Just <laughs> suffering and vibes. But wait, 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 wait. If your 15-year-old self were to tell your mom or your dad and go, Oh, mom, daddy, I want to be an artist. I want to do music. Oh, I want to do music. Sure. What will happen? Will, they will help me unpack my loot. I'm telling you. First of in, in Nigeria. I will be under the bridge. <laughs> I just in Nigeria, the only certified professions medicine mm-hmm. lawyer engineer engineer <laughs> you've got to do one yeah. i mean yes. what is what is music wait music yeah, can't, you can't do you want music. me to spend how much and you go to the university you and study do, music no 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 my daddy will be the one to tell you you're not blue uh, as in you can't blue you can never make it and then they'll they'll list the fact that um for example in the music field They'll list that these people had their degrees. They mm. went to school. They still went yeah. to study. So mm-hmm. you too, you you too, you have no reason not to go to school and study. Mm-hmm. So my dear sisters, we still have to go well, through you know the, the same suffering. If I told my fifteen-year-old self to run, I, I think I would not have listened. Yeah, I, I think I would have still gone ahead to do medicine. Oh, no, and that's advise. the annoying part because you can honestly just go and do tech or. Just something else. Well, tech wasn't really a big deal. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh my God. But I guess we can't turn the clock in. I mean, we can't go back in time. Right. We're on this path already. (laughs) So now, how are we going to make the best use of it? (laughs) That's for later to determine itself later. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was rest. I actually just want to rest. All right. Um, hi guys um, Welcome to Noisy Streets This hi. is the fourth episode of the 21st year um, I hope you have a great time in this episode Okay um, My name is Miriam Miriam Bwari I am in Babcock University As of now I'm final year medical school um, With me I have Hi guys my name is Moji Moji I can see I am a Final year student in the University of Ibadan, you know, the first and the best and oh, the best. <laughs> and yes, yeah, so I am studying medicine and surgery and yeah, I'm here today. And hi guys, my name is Deborah Onyori. So I'm a final year student in the University of Lagos. They call it the University of First Choice and Nation Pride. Ugh, but not any first I already choice. know uh, if that's, if that's <laughs> the University first of, of First Choice in this country, then I don't know. We don't have any hope in Nigeria, <laughs> but God have mercy, please. 
And you hey might watch it in your school. Oh, okay, you please scratch that. Okay. <laughs> I'll like I'll post it after I've graduated. Okay. I like to remind my VC that I'm very grateful for the opportunity to be a UI student. Oh, yes. yes, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful, ma'am, for the opportunity to study in the University of First lying? Choices mm-hmm. and Nations Pride. It's, it's an honor. <laughs> Okay, so it's a big question we get asked all the time. Mm. Why did you choose medicine? Muji, why? Okay, I know this is going to sound very cliche, but I actually chose, first of all, I mean, everybody that is math in high school, they will tell you, go and do medicine. Mm. But me, I was more math inclined. Like math was, math came very easily to me. So I always, I was very torn between doing, I mean, there was a time I wanted to do law, but that's like, it became <laughs> like between math because I liked sciences. So between doing something math related like physics or engineering, something that would test my mathematical skills and then doing medicine. But yeah, but I always wanted to help people. I know it's cliche, but seriously, I always just wanted to help people. I was that kind of person that wanted to like have an orphanage and do things that would actually help me so help nice people and make an impact. But yeah. Do you have an orphanage now? So she will not first eat. She will not first. It's not somebody Let that me breathe. That Please. Would feed other Let people. me breathe. <laughs> so that was why I decided to study medicine. Okay. Um, okay, so for me, when while I was in secondary school, I wanted to do food science and food nutrition. I'd be food science and dietetics. I can already hear my mother like, yes. eh, <laughs> Okay, the reason I chose that was the reason I chose that was because my friend's mom did that and she was she's very successful ah. and she could cook really well i love eating that's what you say <laughs> that's what you say you want to i eat. love the idea I, I love the idea and i wanted to do that mm-hmm. but after secondary school i met with a counselor and they were like oh you have really good results and it's would you like to study medicine i was like nah definitely not i never saw myself <laughs> doing Wait, sorry, that sorry question you guys had a counselor for like no no no. it was somewhere else not oh, in secondary school it was like uh, not in secondary oh, school we had until economics and she was a witch oh no she was always pregnant that's my Bro, problem girl, with like, her <laughs> i never saw any of them kids so you think i would tell her about my problem no no definitely not the counselors in my secondary school i think we need to do better in secondary schools we do, we do. So she was like, okay, I can either go for dentistry or physiotherapy. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I th- I wanted to, like, I was already changing, I, I changed my mind. I was like, maybe I should do psychology or psychotherapy. So when she mentioned physiotherapy, I just thought, oh, that sounds cool. That sounds like psychotherapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I filled my form. I had no idea. Nobody, no one was with me while I was filling the form. So mm-hmm. that's how I ended up here and I'm grateful for it. Yeah, oh, That's nice. <laughs> what about you? That's yeah. me. Why did I study medicine? See, if you ask me now, I actually don't remember because <laughs> I'm sure at that time I was brimming with passion. You know, I just want to... <gasps> is that Ben Carson? It's Ben Carson. Yes, it's Ben Carson <laughs> that did this to me. <laughs> when I read that his book, yeah. I noticed I was feeling I want to be a neurosurgeon. Yes. I want to be separate. Mm. You can mm. change the world. It's moving too much. See? It, two years into it, I said, wow. Oh, so this is what they really do here. What a life. This is what they really do here. Nah, mm. it was a mistake. But anyway, I think I would have still done it again, child. Yeah. I think as as stressful as medicine is, it gives you a wide range of options. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It gives you a wider, wider range of options. Like anyway. what, please? 
Yeah. Medicine is very wide. Very. You don't have to do clinical wide. medicine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm can definitely research, not doing clinical medicine. I'm being the lab. <laughs> <laughs> if you hate patients, you can now, even but, go into the But the thing is that through part. the training, like if you're squeamish, you don't like blood, you can't avoid it while mm-hmm. you're training. But yeah. when you graduate and you can really cone down, if you want mm-hmm. to do research, you can be in the lab all day. You can go into the administrative parts. You can yeah. do yeah, just like that health tech, anything. Anything. Actually, it's very wide. I'm telling medicine now that it's coming up. Yeah. Yes. That's what I'm doing. It's not making them. <laughs> that will be doing no palo, no jaundice every day. No. <laughs> okay. So for the next question, mm-hmm. um, what is your experience like studying medicine in Nigeria? What's your experience like, Debbie? Well, uh, it's a dog, it's dog world out there. Uh, because right from the end, right from entry to university, mm-hmm. it's a struggle. Yeah. Like, you have to, the exams, UTME has to be top-notch. Mm-hmm. YEC has to be top-notch. You get into yeah. 100 level. I don't know if they do that in your school, but like yeah. still in 100 level, you're competing of course. to get into 200 <laughs> yes, level. No, of course. <laughs> so like out of 100 people, we have like just doing an average, mm-hmm. probably just 50% or even 20% going to clinical school. And then we're like, okay, you struggle to enter you struggle to move to the to your second level. Mm-hmm. When you get to your second level, you're like, oh, oh finally you can breathe lies. You cannot breathe. <laughs> there is breathe no lies. there's no breathing space. I remember after <laughs> after our fourth year, Pat and family said you can finally rest. No, Beatrix eh, was like, hold my bed. <laughs> hold my hold my. All post. those children are like, <laughs> wait, it's just my neck. You've been saying shaggy. My neck. Oh, yeah, no. we have. Pediatrics. I think, I think pediatrics. that was my worst time. Pediatrics is very, is very, very one of the one I mean, of the hardest. Whoever said was pediatrics was child's play is a lie. Is a joker. Honestly. Obviously, they were lying. They were playing now <laughs> everywhere. Was, and oh, it's, it's all cute across all and schools. cuddly, cute. Everybody would tell you. You know, babies, honestly, lies, lies, lies. Initially, I actually thought, okay, you know, babies. I like babies now. Uh, hmm? Yes, we all like babies. Yeah, I never even like them. Play. No, just to make them happy. Just make them. By the time I was on a pediatric person, I knew I didn't like them anymore. Not so much. And now it's weird because when I see healthy babies, I'm not quite sure what to do with them. Like, I understand sick children, understand, you know, right. but when they're healthy, I'm like, So you're just fine. Okay. Hi. Just fine. <laughs> nice to see you. Babek. Uh, anyway, so um how this this is probably for you both, Sha. Mm-hmm. How have these strikes affected your studies? How would so you this say? This is not for you. It's not for me. I can't relate. She cannot. <laughs> I cannot relate. Private school it. privilege. Sorry. Anyways, for me, the strike, I feel like people don't really understand. Strike is very impactful. Like, people don't really understand the constant breaks, especially when you're studying medicine where everything is so tied together. Mm. Like me, between my anatomy, like when I did anatomy, physiology, biochemistry, those are like the foundation years. Um, between then and when I did my clinical medicine I wasn't going I wasn't in school for like almost a year so like there's going to be a very obvious um, disjunction between those two parts of my training meanwhile they should be merged like it should be something I just learned in anatomy it should be what I'm seeing in clinical parts but there was just like a really big break and then there comes this like then I feel like it's even this strike 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 that made like there's a large range of people that will tell you now that they are not going to practice yeah. I feel like because during the it strike people really picked tired. up other things first of all that tiredness too. then they picked yeah. up other things you start sewing you see that ah, wait to I if I sew what I'm not die. going to go and expose yeah. myself and then people COVID too people died lots of doctors exactly. health workers died you just start thinking about that is it worth it like, and our hazard allowance that you is get, like hazard well, allowance is small so everything big. so you just people started to weigh their options so we lost people um 
like literally people died. We lost people, then the passion. the passion, everything started yeah. to die down. Yeah, so strike really does that. And then, of course, the quality of doctors that you are going to be birthing from the medical experience while you continue breaking the education mm-hmm. will definitely be... Dwindle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I think I'll just pick up from what Muji said. Um, I, can, I always say this. When I want to get married... And every, all my vendors are going to come from my class. Because honestly, there's a photographer. Honestly, everybody's there. There's a caterer. Same girl. Like there is a baker. There's every, a makeup everybody. artist. There is a, a hairstylist. Sure someone yeah. is doing tense. There is an event planner. <laughs> there's someone into um, gadgets. Mm-hmm. Every single thing is mm-hmm. covered. Mm-hmm. So basically, everyone picked up different things mm-hmm. during mm-hmm. the holidays. Yeah. I'll call it holidays because <laughs> really, really <laughs> long holidays. <laughs> and government approved holidays. Yes, government approved. Well, I think I can relate. To holidays. Holidays. I think you are being quite unfair. I can relate now. We yeah, are COVID. COVID. Yeah. Exactly. COVID. And then that was this just one time. Two week election break. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to. Well, well. Let's just give you a hit. Yeah. Tell us your experience. Tell us your experience. Okay. It's not much about an experience. I'm still doing online classes, Sha. No. Um, I would say. Imagine. <laughs> Did we have online classes? Towards the end, we had, but like, no. I call it cooking indomie classes. Because honestly, <laughs> I mean, it, I'm just <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> is that accuracy? Are you there, sir? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, it was one time during <laughs> online class that the class ended at four. Mm. By seven, I was still there. I was sleeping. <laughs> oh, God. We're two remaining there. I don't know whether we're sharing snow, but I think we're sleeping. Oh, my God. Oh I woke God. up before the person. I had to call the person the on the person phone. Now. Now. No, I caught the call. Class has finished, but it's 7 p.m. Caught the call. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was quite a stressful time because, I mean, at the end of the day, we had to... Um, come back to school and relearn everything we learned before because mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you cannot practice medicine yes. in your house it's not possible mm-hmm. but anyway as far as experiences go it was one um, at least we can tell our children we right? can tell our children and tell them that if I went through this you can't period, even say there was war there that was, time uh, mm-hmm. do you know how how I strove and to, I was still uh, first in class yes yeah I'm definitely going to do one of those <laughs> I, I climbed mountains I will to not get deal. to class. I will, that one, I will cast you. You can't like. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, were there any specific experiences or role models that influenced your decision, Oji? Well, me personally, not really. Even the whole brain casting, brain casting wave, I was not so moved. Like. So, it was us that way, Momo. <laughs> yeah, I was not so moved. I mean, somebody I've always looked up to is Oprah. And like I said, Oprah is more into the philanthropy, which is what I wanted to do. So I thought medicine would give me that exposure to like do my philanthropy, have an orphanage. You have exposure now. But now, like now, I'm re- and I thought it would give me money. Do you okay, get? Because yeah. at the end Sorry. of the day, for philanthropy, no, the most important <laughs> tool is money. money. Yeah. Yeah. But now I now realize that like, if I had focused on making money, then mm-hmm. I could have been able to achieve my journey faster too. But yeah. now I'd have been done. And so, yeah. So it's definitely... As well. Um, but then you like need the, money to the lives like if I'm a doctor the amount of patients I can see over a 20 year career maybe 800 but in a year as a philanthropist I can have an orphanage that houses 800 children mm-hmm. you get like I'm able to reach more people yeah which is way. why I was so, saying the other day that like it's why I feel like public health is a better route because mm-hmm. at least like if you're involved in like policy making it's easier to reach more more, more people, people yeah. than being you know clinical. being first like you know yeah. first hand clinical stuff and then sometimes after all your drug self patients exactly. is not doing well and, and aside just from like, that like patients that cannot even pay for football counter is like 2k <sighs> or g get like Bro. all of that and as a medical yeah. student you have you learn to 
just give up your allowance to your patients. I say it all the time. At the so end of the day, that's like, why it surprises me online when there's this debate of, oh, doctors not... Because doctors are like, doing a lot, I don't think there honestly. are people that care more because the amount of times we've combined yeah. to raise money, especially in pediatrics, where they are seeing a child that does not have oxygen. Blood. Who donates blood. We are the ones that donate blood. We are the ones that give allowance. So it's really surprising when people... It's actually crazy. That you don't care, right? So what else do you want from me? Please... I'm not I feel. Jesus. I feel. <laughs> Taking my um, there have been or there are bad eggs mm, that true. And the thing is, bad stories or bad stories. Uh, travel doctors lose empathy energy. along the way. So, yeah, true that. So anyway, so especially for someone who who comes in for another reason, mm-hmm. and you see that oh, you came in for probably you want to make money, or you mm-hmm. want to be famous, and mm-hmm. sadly after twenty years you are in debt. And you're not famous. Nobody knows you. Honestly. There's a tendency to lose passion. Mm-hmm. So they never paid your salary in yes, two months. Exactly. Kind of so when people see you firsthand and you give a wrong impression, human beings, that's how human beings are. They just use you and tag every other person yeah. that this person doesn't care. Because mm-hmm. personally, I've met with doctors who are not passionate at all. Mm-hmm. Like there was a case of I went to the hospital and a woman was having or a man was having seizures. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we know that okay, it might not be a, a serious deal mm-hmm. because it, it just happened. Just have to wait for it to it's a, yeah, it's, elapse, yeah, it, to, it to elapse. And the response from the doctor was, "Are you the first person that will do this kind of thing? Why are you mm-hmm. shouting? Why are you complaining? Mm-hmm. You know that kind of thing." And then, what's the impression that people will have? People who are yeah. not knowledgeable, they'll go, "Oh, mm-hmm. doctors, they they don't care if the patient dies in their presence." Blah 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 blah. You, and you see, it's a two way thing, right? I feel like also the way the patients and patient families that doctors have encountered and like they've been hurt Honestly, by also true. sort of um, sometimes you do it, it creates, it creates exactly it's very it's, yes. at the end of the day like the <sighs> one that's I've just loved you before in the hospital oh, no, uh-huh. so, <laughs> there are doctors that have chopped slab yeah. you know no, they've you injured there was a strike recently like uh-huh. doctors were not providing care because the patient relative stopped it it's a big case it happens honestly I had a friend I had a friend that in their hospital they do not wear scrubs they don't wear lab coats either you're not going to be able to identify the doctor once you go in except you meet him attending to a patient Mm. and that's because if anything happens to let's say like all these um, agbearers now you Mm. bring in somebody maybe they shot somebody and they brought Mm. (laughs) brought Mm. the person Mm. and let's say you you bring the person almost dead or even dead and then you go and tell the relative that oh the person is dead trust me they're coming back with you boys and you don't want to be there Mm. all of them they're off <laughs> you know <laughs> you that, 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 that it's a serious thing that has happened in loose before it's serious yeah. they brought um, I think one Aguero's girlfriend had an um, accident or something and <laughs> they rushed babe, uh, they rushed that to love loose. now <laughs> she was almost dead and yeah. then before she could be attended to she mm. passed on sadly the guy just called his boys and I think yeah. that day they killed a doctor. I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure. You know, that's what I like that about happens the emergency. Hey, any doctors are not normal. Like, <laughs> first of all, they same boys. They too, they are boys. So you're coming, bring your boys to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boys pro max. Boys that understand exactly where to hit. Bro, I pity your life because yeah. no, hey, any doctors, they are quiet. Ah, nah, they know how to deal with their patients. They know how to... <laughs> Not to deal with each other, but yeah, for like this doctor was in radiology. Most people go to radiology because they don't want to allow in life, they want to just sit down. Their work is very important, they just want they want to sit down under the AC, be able to do their work and go home. But you, you are not coming to slap or malone or that just ran away from from the stress of income medicine. So, like, obviously, that was nah. 
Anyway, so could you share some of the most significant challenges you have faced during your time in medical school? Mm. And like, what are the most interesting experiences you've also had, like while studying? Yeah. So my own significant experience was two years after COVID, like COVID ended. And then the year after that, 2021, I decided I was not going to study medicine anymore. Yeah. Like I decided it was not a choice. I'd already decided. I was already looking into th- transferring and everything, like what other department I can go. And it was because of the deaths, like the deaths started getting to me. Like mm-hmm. UCH is a very big place. You're walking down the hall, somebody's crying. Somebody, And I had lost somebody close to me a few months before that. So it was basically relieving my own experience. Yeah. So I was like, I can't do this. I can't. Like, every time somebody dies, I see my own. And I was like in the hospital like that, crying like that. So I would just be passing somebody's. I'm like, I'm so, there was a time on wardrobe I was crying myself. So I'm like, I can't do this. So I decided to transfer and everything. But then and I realized that hmm, if I transfer, I was already in my fourth year, I think. If I transfer, then I'll have to go back to, I think, 200. first 200 years, second year. And that's if I even transfer. I'll probably have been able to transfer in my own school. But if not, let's say I'm not, I'm not doing it again. I want to drop out. Then I'm somebody that just has a um, YEC degree. Do you mm. get the secondary school leaving certificate? Right. That would be my highest level of education, which mm. did not make sense. Yeah. So I basically was like, okay, let me just keep pushing and keep pushing. And then I actually ended up discovering, discovering my love and like for medicine and so it it helped not dropping out then but like I think that was my biggest challenge is getting used to people dying people die every day like every day and knowing that they are close to you yeah like it's just close at hand it's Mm -hmm. not even sometimes like you you're already Actually, if you go forward rounds a lot and then you stay in the hospital like extra time, you get mm-hmm. used to some patients. Yeah. You get yeah. friendly like with, them, with some yeah. of them. Especially the kids too. Yeah. You get used to, you know, seeing them around. And when you see a kid that probably has like Hodgkin's lymphoma or mm-hmm. something, it's a, it's a type of cancer. Yeah. And, you know, eventually you know that, you know, if this, you see that, you see the relatives and they, they don't have the money to even treat the patients mm-hmm. or anything. And you just know that this, this patient's probably going to die. You already know. Mm-hmm. You guess. Like it, it hurts a lot sometimes. Yeah. But, Again, it has to develop tough skin. That's one yeah, of the things because I Because at the end of the day, you have to keep going. Like in A&E, after you do CPR for somebody, you have to go move on because there's another yeah. patient waiting. You waiting. can't just... That's why sometimes it seems like they're heartless because once you. you're done, <laughs> Let me tell you one because you can't leave somebody. In A&E, I think I was on call that night. I don't know if I was on call or I just I just gone just for just to go and check something or they called us that it was a procedure or something. Mm-hmm. So I went to A&E and there was a woman, I think I was just senior about this, that she... Um, a dog beat her a few months back mm-hmm. so she got rabies Okay, yeah. and they were not giving her like herbal concussion uh, Agu and the rest for months they brought this woman in and a few minutes later like she started to bark and you know like I saw the doctor go and attend because the doctor isn't my friend <laughs> so I saw the doctor go and attend to her but like as they were trying to resuscitate her and everything she passed on mm-hmm. sad and I was just thinking that, ah, hey yeah child, somebody's mom has died but that was the time that World Cup was, and I saw the TV. They were watching World Cup. Let's see what they And they were after the doctor finished. He said, "Ah, Mama, she has packed up. Oh, they covered her face. My guy went back to go and watch football. Because I said, oh, ah, do. and he was shouting, go! I said, ah, after everything, he now has to go and tell the woman's relatives, ah, sorry, we're so sorry, you know. I said, you, <laughs> you that you don't care. But anyway, well, I mean, I, like, I don't think." When you've seen a, lo- a number of deaths, yeah, 
at some point, like, yeah. but you just like, have to. Yeah. You can't let it weigh you down. And I feel like if you be able to attend to the next person, you won't be able to attend to the next person. You won't give your all to the next person. And patients misunderstand that to me, not caring. But sometimes it's just a coping mechanism. Yeah. Like, for me, okay, there was a time we um we were posted to the ICU unit, mm. the ICU rather, mm-hmm. and there was this particular child. That time was I was like in three hundred levels, so this is my first time, and I was like getting attached to this particular young boy, and he he had cancer. Sure. And You're every day to somebody in the ICU, mm-hmm. first mistake, mm-hmm. first mistake, I know, right? <laughs> so. Like every like I, I gave him my very best. Mm. Try to I researched about him and everything. What can we do to make him better and all? The next or oh, a week after when we when we were to go there, I looked at the bed. Someone else was occupying his bed. I was like, okay, Ooh. what's up? What's going on? Mm-hmm. I never thought he that had, could have yeah, happened. I just thought okay, he probably had he had yeah. he had been transferred to the ward or something. Mm-hmm. Then when we asked the nurse, the nurse said, oh, he, he just passed on a few, few hours ago. Mm-hmm. Like, throughout that day, I was broken. Mm-hmm. Like, that reminds me of my first surgery Absolutely broken. Because I'm like, did I do anything wrong? Could mm-hmm. we have done something wrong? Is mm-hmm. there something we could have... Like, you know, trying to put putting yeah. all the blame on yourself that there's something that you could have done to have made, made him better mm-hmm. or to have extended his life because he was like nine years old. Mm-hmm. The first nine surgery I attended as well, it was... The boy was my age mate, so like, it was very personal to me because I was like... He did, like he wasn't supposed to die but at the end of the day he now had like peritonitis and mm-hmm. it was really bad yeah. so he now passed on like he had ERDS at the end of the day yeah, so passed on. But, I, I, but he was he was my age mate so I was like oh my like somebody this. like it was so <laughs> weird and mm-hmm. scary and I just started my clinical like posting okay. at the time so I just that was my, I think that was like my first death actually <laughs> experiencing first death in like on bed and everything I was just like oh my so yeah I've seen that multiple times just like I'm on now. Sorry. Anyway, so do you plan on practicing medicine in Nigeria? Do you, Moji? No. <laughs> ah. By God's grace. Yeah, God. Do you want to your country? God, please, anything that will make me practice medicine in Nigeria, let me not see it. God, uh-uh. please. Uh-huh. You guys. I'm on the rise I'm again. <laughs> you guys, please. I can't do this. Like, I feel like um, I like Nigeria. Honestly, like I was one of those people that used to say, yeah, no, even like when I finished my medical school, I had very good results in secondary school. And so I could have like, um, applied for scholarships and stuff. I was like, no, like mm. I really, I was one of these patriotic. I wanted to stay. I was patriotic. Blah, blah, blah. But honestly, I feel like doing medicine now, and I feel like it will be a disservice. As much as I like medicine, I know I want. To, there are some people that I know I'm not sure if they want to practice. Me, I'm sure I want to practice. I know what specialty I want to do. I'm quite like I understand what I want to do. So I feel like it will be a disservice to myself to study in Nigeria because. Um, when I meet doctors, one thing they always say, me, whenever I'm in the hospital, I'm always in a very, like, I'm very bright, I'm very bubbly, I'm happy to dig into yeah. medicine and stuff. So the doctors are always like, they also, so one thing they always tell me is that they also started like that. There's nobody that, most people, like, as much as most doctors are not um, passionate, a lot of doctors that started here are actually, were passionate, we're passionate at the beginning before. of their careers. Yeah. So it's the same way the system frustrates everybody in every field. It's the same way it frustrates the doctors too. Mm. There was a time I wanted to pass a catheter for a patient. It's a, it's a tube that drains urine for patients that cannot get, get up, up to urinate. And that procedure should take me like five minutes. It should take me five minutes. Just um, lubricate, pass the catheter and you're off. But this, I ended up going upstairs looking for Kotimu, looking for Savlon to clean, looking That's for, looking for this. Off. Do you get, I ended up having to be the one to look for all these things. Before I was ready and done, it was like for five minutes. So in that time, I would have been able to see how many patients or work with how many procedures you get. I think that you get. Is the 
patients having to buy the gloves and do you get you know I'm just like you know, these are things that patients buy syringe exactly why syringe. Like, like and this why? is the emergency if it's a normal word we can say okay things are bad in the country but it, we call it emergency like these things should be available mm-hmm. 100, like 24-7 and this is one of the biggest hospitals this is UCH and we're talking basic things so these are basic things, things spirits and everything and yeah so and um, it's just very frustrating to have to for me I, I don't want to become what I don't like which is somebody that yells at patients somebody Aggressive. that is sad to go to yeah. work like no I can't do and then the instruments to we improvise see doctors are engineers <laughs> doctors, uh, yeah, are, so, uh, doctors are engineers mechanics. doctors are architects there's nothing there, there is no mm, job we can't do see because apart from doctors so I think this goes for everybody in the medical field we're constantly improvising there's uh, this like there's this oxygen splitter, oxygen flow splitter. We found a way to use a uh, syringe and tube, like to make it by ourselves because there is not enough oxygen for everybody. There is chest tube. We connect chest tube to urine bag. There is um, suprapubic cystosome. We found a way to use this large ball needles to make it. Do you get like, so you're constantly creating things, creating mm-hmm. things that... Uh, some people say it's good, but then why? Like well, there was a doctor. Do you guys see this doctor uh, that got um like a doctor? You know that. So there's a tube, a fluid giving set. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we cut it to make tourniquet. Tourniquet yeah. is something that you tie around the hand to That's make the veins more visible. Yeah. Tube around your so hand to generally, there there's there's tourniquet. Like there are yeah. things that are tourniquet. You can buy it and everything, and that's fine. But here, because we don't have tourniquet, we use the um, yeah. fluid giving set to make it. And then somebody went to the UK and <laughs> actually oh, went carried the fluid giving set and started cutting fluid giving set. And it was such a big deal. And UK people, they don't care. If you don't follow their protocol, they will say that you yeah. did. Like they don't care if you save the patient. <laughs> they don't care. If you don't follow what is in the books, then you're doing something oh, wrong. So it's just annoying yeah. having to improvise and then the extra time it takes to get things well, done. Well, they say it makes you more creative. I've because I even in physiotherapy, we have to, we generally, we have to always improvise. We find a way to uh, modify a patient's exercise or mm. do something yeah. differently mm. in order for, because we don't have, or some we don't have some equipment. Yeah. So they say it makes us creative, Sha. Makes us great. It makes us stand out. But uh. yeah, <laughs> no, it just makes everybody know that you don't have anything. <laughs> yeah, true. Anyway, so um, what do you guys think your peers abroad are enjoying that you don't have as medical students in Nigeria? No, I don't know. Uh, I feel, well, I okay. First of all, except your scholarship. Mm you definitely have to be paying loans for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one thing we are enjoying because in quotes, apart from now that they increased our school fees, we're doing Fred Kishon in Nigeria. That, yeah, <laughs> we're doing Fred Kishon. Yeah. So yes, we're suffering. Yes. But we don't have to think about paying loans after we're done yeah. with school. So yes, that's one thing we are enjoying. I thought they were like about to introduce the whole loan system now. But you know I me guess. personally, I really don't. I don't think it works, Sha. People are running like, with the money. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the government have they've tried to make good points that okay, yeah. um, they need to increase school fees because blah blah blah. Other places, yeah, yeah. like I hate when people compare Nigeria to other places. Nigeria is an underdeveloped or a developing, developing country, country. It's a developing country. <laughs> So to speak, I feel like education is the most important education section. Like that is the last place because now you're making the school fees more expensive. I know somebody, there was somebody I knew that was saving up for this school fees. Like he was working, decided to work for I think two years so he'll be able to afford the school fees. Now, somebody like that, I feel like he would just give up on school. So me personally, I will pay the school fees like... 
I'll pay the school fees. It's not so expensive. Thank God, like I can afford to pay it. But most people that will be able to afford to pay the school fees are also the same people that will be able to afford to travel. Because somebody like this, if he finishes school, he will work for you. He will work, he will be in the country for 10 more years, blah, 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 working, working, working. Even if they like, even if they say, oh, they are going to make it so that you can't leave until work for five years, that's fine. Yeah. People will work for that five years, save money and still leave. I feel like instead of putting so much energy into trying to trap people, trying to say, oh, we're giving you this thing as a gift, why not find out why people are leaving? Why not put measures in place to make this thing more bearable for people instead of, mm-hmm. I feel like their energy is being, is misplaced. Yeah. Then, sorry, I don't know how we deflected from your question of what they're enjoying. Yeah. First of all, of course, they're enjoying, the, you know, having to, no breaks in their school, yeah. no strike. Mm-hmm. Then, electricity electricity and water. Basic we don't have, there's some time, <laughs> honestly, there was a time for up to, a week, uh, up, to, up to 10 days earlier in the year, we didn't have lights. Of course, water too. We're fetching water from outside mm-hmm. and stuff, of course. Yeah. And you still have to redo. You have exams. Oh you have everything. We had, so. we had exams. Our last semester exams, we spent them reading under street lights. That's how bad it was. That's there was terrible. no lights. So you're going under street lights, huddling together, and then there's you're mosquito. struggling with the lights inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do they call them? Lights insects, yeah. There's mosquito, there's everything. Then and water as well. Rats, like all these basic, basic things. I mean, why, why is a hospital and there are rats? So, rats that are so, not afraid of you. <laughs> rats that cats are rats. afraid of. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so they don't have to worry about that. And yeah, there are problems. In, I feel like maybe we'll still get to problems in the medical sector, but they are, of course, they're enjoying that. And I don't know, they're just enjoying the less frustration, the Lack of constant insults. Every day we receive insults Every in this day. medical school. Every day. There was a time my lecturer told me that, not me, he said it on the word John. So there's a condition called anencephalis when a baby is born without a brain. <laughs> and it is incompatible with life. Like, if a baby it has it, they will die brain, at yes. birth. So this man told us that he that we all know that anencephalis is incompatible with life. So he doesn't know how we survived this survived. long. <laughs> Can you tell me, best students, <laughs> one of the best students in my secondary school, that you have an encephalitis and you don't know how you survive? So, yeah, so all the insults and mm. people just breaking you down, they don't really do that. Abroad, yeah. you can't do that. You can't tell someone that their father is mad, their mother is mad. Like, do you get? So, oh, it's coming out of their ears. It's that it's coming out of their ears. So, yeah, you don't, you don't go through all that. I think for me, one thing is, I, I, strongly believe because I've seen you know on Snapchat like when you're watching all these like regular videos of the show and you see like get ready with me videos and you see medical students doing <laughs> get ready with me how many what time how do you, do you have, have to time? do this thing Girl, what do you mean get ready with me as far you have to <laughs> when I wake you up, get the time for I, when do I even sleep that I'm wake I sleep very late I will end up waking early. up by 6 o'clock classes by what mm-hmm. 8 o'clock you have to get there by 7.30 yeah, because you cannot enter the class and the lecturer is already there. Mm-hmm. You will get out. Mm-hmm. So you have to be there by eight o'clock. Yeah, you have class straight till what, four. You mm-hmm. still you will go to clinic. You come. Which gets ready with you? Who is getting ready? Yeah. And aside from that, I feel like they also enjoy the use of like they have like actual equipment to use. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Like, because my sister was telling me she's even like in radiology and the rest. Mm-hmm. So like she was telling me that. You can be a consultant radiologist here, right? And travel. And it's 
one radiographer that will be teaching you how to use Honestly. it. Honestly. Because we don't have so actually I mean have, well, yeah, exactly. We will we be improvising so many, with our dark like, room yeah, and everything. You can go, if, if you're you studying medicine, I always advise everybody that is studying medicine. So of course, most doctors will end up doing that. You go abroad for training because this place is going to really limit you. It will limit, yeah. Nigeria will limit you. Maybe after lot. you are done with school, it will start, I always say, Nigeria gives until you are done. I love to say, I'm very grateful to Nigerian education. Uh, trust me, it's good. Like, it's not as bad as people say, oh, you don't know this, you don't know. Mm-hmm. You actually be okay. Make you, you know be everything. on par yeah. with your like um the other graduates abroad. When the kid are done, it begins to take. It takes your passion, your your drive. It takes your love for medicine. It takes your will to even do anything. Everything. So it, it continues to take and take your your knowledge. Even the little in when I, while I'm medical school, they teach me everything. Like oh, if you want to do this, this are the you do a PET scan. You do this, you do that. So but I only learned that in medical school. Once I graduate, I will hardly see them do a PET scan for somebody. True. So you begin. You even start forgetting what PET scan is. Honestly, you yeah. only remember the what how you're improvising okay, what's the I saw a proper chest tube in a picture I did not even know that that was that how was it was because we use ring bag we connect so yeah uh, so I feel but like yeah. Yeah. Let, they should give us space let's rest small mm. another thing is holidays we don't get holidays it's yeah. very sad okay it's true I saw a medical student saying that she travelled for summer I was like yeah. get summer summer Oh, summer. Wow. <laughs> we only get a week after every exam, like every oh major God. exam, which is a week no, every year. No, they're taking it from us. And school, that week. We don't have a week again, sir. It's weekend. <laughs> it's weekend. You can't do anything you want to do during the weekend. Forget about it. Anyway, so, um, how are you able to maintain um, your social life and again, balancing your social life while studying medicine? Mm. How's it been possible for you so far? Or do you not have a social life? Because some of us, we don't <laughs> have... I mean, for me, I mean, compared to medical students, I have a social Compared to normal people, I don't have. So, because my friends that are not medical people are like, you never go out. My friends that are medical people are like, you, you always, always go, go out. out. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so I feel like having friends not in medicine has really helped to keep it. Because I have some friends like, Shaba, Shaba will not hear that. Oh, yeah, in school. She'll say, no, you must come out. So, I have friends that really, like, will not hear that I'm in school 24-7. They will at least try, like, even if it's just the weekend, even if it's one day, mm-hmm. even if it's one event, please try to be there. So, they definitely yeah. help to not make my life so streamlined so streamlined to yeah. medicine and then but I feel like the higher we grow the less like so recently people stop even inviting me to think because when you say no five times they're like yes, she'll be busy um, so yeah. they stop inviting so yeah the higher you grow in medicine when I was in 200 level it was easier but now it's much harder mm-hmm. well for mm-hmm. me I'm naturally an introverted person mm-hmm. so well, you got a problem now <laughs> your, your house is is where your house is inside you don't so, go anywhere. and then one thing one thing I'll actually like for Nigerian, student, Nigerian schools to incorporate is the fact that when you get to 200 level all medical students they move to a separate yeah. location mm. so it's kind of like putting you away from the rest yeah so like you mentioned you have a friend that is a non-medical student mm-hmm. so if I don't have a problem with being social because I, I'm not I'm not stressed about it. If I want to, I do. If I don't want to, but um, for our social lives, if we could mix up with other, other non-medical people. students, yeah. I think it would be beneficial to our social lives. And but you guys are on the same campus now, aren't nope. you? Oh, you're not. not. At all. Oh. Like in a diff- different location. We're on the same campus. Just we just have like separate halls. You get oh, and like no, I mean no, no, no. our hall is it's in, in such a way that like if you really do not want to mix with the rest of the school you don't have to because we yeah. have a separate cafeteria and the rest so we just go from the hospital straight to 
um, from the hall straight to the hospital well, why did they to do the cafeteria that? back. Do you guess? Well, like <laughs> we're on the same campus, so if you really want to mix, like you can. Do you get mm-hmm. like? Because um, non-medical students end up coming to the hospital, right, to see the same, to see us and, like, the doctors. So yeah. we end up still meeting them anyway. Do you get what I mean? <laughs> but I think, for me, um, mm-hmm. I think, I I think I was, I had a different personality when I started medicine and yeah. well, now, right now. now. Before, mm-hmm. I was very bubbly and mm-hmm. I was very, oh, I want to go out, I want to enjoy myself and everything. Oh. Now, it's not, if it's not important, you won't see me. Honestly. Honestly, you won't, you can't catch me outside. <laughs> <laughs> not for anything. Like, if it's not food, or like, if I'm not going to ask, get or food, somebody really or important. Or somebody exactly, like, you must be very. <laughs> unless, unless, I must treasure you for me to actually live in comfort of my room. Because no I'm alone in my room, like I don't have a roommate or anything. So like, my space, having my space, I think that was probably one of the biggest mistakes. Because once they gave me my space, oh my, I, I didn't go anywhere. Yeah. I just stayed in my room. So I think that was a blow to my social life. But all of them should sorry. <laughs> I, I, at some point think, you just figure out also, that nobody's looking for you like that like save okay for me I save all my social energy for the hospitals ah. so when I when when I get there I'm <laughs> all hello hi what's up you know that kind of thing not what's up but you know putting all my yeah. energy there and then when I'm when I'm back, I'm like, okay, it's let's because recharge. you're in Lagos. If you were let's in recharge. Recharge. <laughs> the, the, the Baba would look at it. I hope show sure, okay. Are you alright? First of all, you have to switch to Yoruba. <laughs> exactly. Oh, okay. That one so, will first drain you. That one for ambulance. I feel like we go to the hospital every day. Like for us, yeah, hospital is school. Like when I say I'm going it's to school, that means I'm going to. Yeah. So I go to the hospital every day. You see the bit. So it's in, quite impossible to keep up that. Mm-hmm. Um, Plus when somebody just finished dying, is that when you be saying hello? Mm-hmm. Okay, you better be sad. If you even say hello, they can slap you that you're rejoicing over there. You're rejoicing over there. Down for. I think you guys have misinterpreted me. What I meant is like saving all my energy in the hospital. So we, I, I as an ambivert, mm. I put all like there has there's a place where I'm channeling my energy. Mm. So whether it's been where, where all my emotions or not all, mm-hmm. but in the hospital or in clinical setting, I'm channeling my emotions there. So I'm relating with a lot of people. Like there are a lot of people I'm relating with at once. Mm. And then when I get back, like you said, if it's not important, I'm in my bed, I'm on my bed, I'm enjoying my, mm. the comfort of my space, I'm recharging. Yeah. So that's how it is for me. Hesas will say I'm lying, but I'm, I'm an introvert, you guys. <laughs> I beg, I beg. I really like you to be around. Stop it. Simon. Stop. You're lying. <laughs> <Simon> lying. <laughs> You're lying. You're already lying. But like, I always leave my room wanting to be quiet, but I don't know. It doesn't happen. It happen. just doesn't happen. happen. It doesn't happen for you. That would be a problem. <laughs> anyway, so what do you think that the governments can do for medical students in Nigeria? Hmm. As far <sighs> like, making everything, you know, better. Like, how do you think they can... Keep Help you survive running. better as a medical student. Okay, while in medical school. Yeah. Yes, I feel like in medical school, of course, access to things like um, basic needs, yeah. like water and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling supported. I feel like a huge... And then um, mental health. So <laughs> in my school, eh, there is this thing where there has never been any... And I feel like UI does quite a good job of that. There's never been any set in medical school where we don't have one person that comes down with a mental illness. Mm. And I, when I say mental illness, I don't mean just depression. I mean like full-blown mania, schizophrenia well, and all that. Like, yeah, so it's very like, it's because distress is a lot. Like honestly, it's medical school is hard. Too. It is hard because sometimes you read so much and then you're getting passing grades. Like there's yes. nowhere else. Um, there's there no other department. There was a time that I was writing my medical board exam and this was like a few weeks to my exam. 
And I was just thinking in my mind and I, and I knew that this has to be the devil because why am I having this kind of thoughts? Because it was just like, so if I, if I enter the front of this car now. Oh my God. Whoa, whoa, what's I the worst that can happen? She's already said you guys have never been suicidal. Let me just point out that nah. I've never been suicidal in my life. In my but life. one day when I was preparing for this pediatrics exam, <laughs> yes. they were fixing one thing. Like there are some people upstairs fixing one thing. I was oh like, my God. this plank, if you should follow me right now, I'm not going to write this exam. Write this exam. <laughs> like, I'm not going to write this exam. <laughs> but then it's not even, it's it just like wanting to, to honestly, just wanting to run away. And so I feel like having a body or anything some some way that really caters to that yeah. part of your mental health and like making you know that okay it's going to be fine because you're then... already struggling with like actual like real life yeah. because the truth of the matter is as a medical student you spend I mean you end up spending like seven eight years in school because mm-hmm. even myself that I didn't I'm, I'm in a private uni yeah. I'm still this is my seventh year do you get what I mean so at the end of the end I spent like seven eight years and you see your mates actually going forward, mm-hmm. right? Making mm-hmm. money, having two, three years experience already. After four you years still in, in school, you've never even gotten your uni. If you say that you should leave uni now, you don't have a certificate. I have a twin brother. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't even remember when he didn't wear you understand? Me, I haven't even graduated. Exactly. So. so like you have, you struggle with that already. And then you have other like real life situation, like, oh, family, probably family problem. You know, mm. you're having relationship issues because at the end of the day you're like 25 and you're still there do you get so you'll still be something you should go and marry meanwhile mm. you've not even thought about next year in the afternoon yeah. before class do you get what I mean so there's all of that going on and there's just the stress that medicine puts on your shoulders like it it's very stressful mm. and it's very very stressful there's internal pressure yes. to succeed yeah. because I, you want to pass I went through a time in my life I think I just this was like 300 level 400 level I slept I used to sleep with my textbooks on my bed oh, so I that if I that. turn I'll be uncomfortable and I'll wake up to <laughs> read I slept with anxiety for over a year mm. it wasn't funny like <laughs> I'll wake I up and I'll be it would be as if somebody's chasing me and I'm just talking about poor quality of sleep is this you wake up and you'll be having headaches you'll be telling patients sleep well sleep well mm-hmm. drink water well. exercise exercise every day I'm eating donuts and and cocons like a, like a bricklayer <laughs> every day. Do you understand? So it's just, it's it's quite stressful. There's a lot of pressure, pressure. on you. Mm. And I don't, honestly, it's very possible that there's even more than one person coming down with one thing or the other. Jiggers, mm. because... You yeah. just feel like jumping. And then sometimes. another thing the government can do too is to try to understand the problem before making policies. Yeah. Like, don't just make policies from the outside. Really try to like... Meet, meet, meet medical students meet people that actually work there and stop talking to I, I found that government they do this thing where they talk to they are talking to the CMD they are talking to like they are talking to consultants most times the residents are the ones that are there 24-7 yeah, house officers patients. the house officers are the yeah. ones so they are the ones that so really know the struggle the work. yeah the consultants come for specific patients and not for that long you get and, yeah. or they call and they are like oh, just I mean they've gone that. through it's not like they haven't gone through, have gone through no, they they've gone yeah, through it's well you know it's just like how women give birth and forget the pain and then they give birth again like they get pregnant again and give birth it's just the same way like you forget the struggle and how painful it was because you've you've gone past that and now you're making the cool cash as a big yeah. dog you know like you forget how stressful it used to be how you'll be on call for 48 hours you know a whole week two yeah. weeks straight mm-hmm. you are not sleeping well for two weeks straight and you call it pilots oh it's just a normal thing that house officers yeah, do like it's no, a tradition like... but like it's stressful and like, this is how patients actually die yes patients you. actually die because of these things they can't give their best these yes. people have never had their best your doctor will be smelling mm-hmm. uh-uh. 
They've never had their bath that morning and they are turning to you. That myself can kill you now. The oxygen will not be enough. And then you think I'll be nice to you and I've no <laughs> you get. I'm, I'm not, not eating. And then And you will prepare slides. If you mess up, you will do extra call yes, or no. you would make you present something. It's just when the person insults you, send in front you of your patient too. So, yeah, so that's what they can do. Review if you are reviewing policies, please talk to the people yeah. that are being directly affected mm-hmm. by these policies. Yeah. Then basic amenities should be provided. We should not be struggling for water, like exactly. water. And then yes, yeah, so, and then please, if you are cutting funds, I feel like school should be the last place to check. Like school and health, school and health, school and health, health, health. Ah, oh, Jesus. Because honestly, like a lot of these things that happen in your hospital still uh, it still impacts yeah, negatively so, on us. Too. Yes. yes, like it's not just the patients, us as well. You make the doctors frustrated. The doctors will pass it on to us. Patients will pass it on to us. In fact, some, some patients will even, they will not know that you're a medical student. They'll finish beating you. Mm-hmm. I'm not your doctor. It's not me. Honestly, they just sent me to come and tell you. To me and you beat me. Well, luckily, you know, it's not beat. So the year any doctor was like, yeah. huh? so try it. There's, there's, there's <laughs> honestly just a lot. Like, mm. for medical students at least, like, just while in school, we're honestly just trying to, we're trying to, so even prove, like, make us come out as the best doctors possible, right? So just even give us the inkling that, okay, studying in Nigeria, might be, I mean, staying in Nigeria to practice exactly. might be good. Exactly. Do you get like, yeah, and I feel like, like if, if they pay if the they, people they well, want, like the people that are in front of us, like are, pay them well. Our seniors, yeah. like, let's see that you're Treat doing, you're well. treating them well. Yes. Do you get like, so that we can even want to, you will, it remains more, it's only if, have if, if they're doing, <laughs> that will remain here. You will be eating because an apple a day. they are losing and then, it's not gonna it was, work I was again. laughing when they, when they made that policy that people should work for five years. I'm yeah. like, if well, you're we're bleeding from the top, we're losing consultants. Is it consultant you've been telling? Where are the consultants that moved their entire family? So you're losing consultants, top people, at least if you tell them, if you lose a, if you lose an undergraduate like me, they are not really losing because like, I'm an undergraduate, I don't even have anything to give to the system yet. But somebody that you've trained for 20 something years she's a top person that is supposed to be the best of the best in her field and she's still going so you're losing talents from way up that you should be worried about so mm-hmm. you should put systems in place to stop and I that. always say like it's going to be maybe 5-10 years from now but there'll come a time where it's medical students that start attending to patients yes. and not, oh, and not doctors anymore because years. you won't have doctors again <laughs> exactly or they'll make they'll, they'll make it maybe from like 500 level <laughs> you will start I'm serious you would actually they would probably just give you a certificate at that point because mm-hmm. they won't have any doctors anymore yeah. and because the truth there's is, already a shortage to, already if they so. want to actually keep doctors if they want to keep medical people it's not by laws it's not by enforcing mm-hmm. because if you enforce Honestly. people can still live medicine is not even a place where you can force people to do anything do you know how many no. doctors are even going to go and do nursing abroad now do you get because medicine is a place where I can choose to do the barest minimum like according to the law I can do everything right and just choose like it's some it's actually medicine in Nigeria if doctors really wanted to do the barest minimum patients would hardly survive so it's hardly. not a place you can force so yeah, do so mm-hmm. you get yes, because so. the two vibe I'm dropping for that patient if I decide not to drop it it is not. A, I've not done anything wrong according to the mm-hmm. law. It's not. So it's things that people are still as frustrated as they are. They still there's still a passion component. So yeah. you don't you don't want to take <laughs> you don't want to take that away. <laughs> this even reminds me of like uh-huh. you know like all this. Um, there's some religious practices that doesn't that maybe will not allow you give blood mm-hmm. or you know yeah, all those sure. sorts of things. And doctors literally have to write like so letters many. to like courts, oh, you know, honestly. to get permission to still save that life mm-hmm. do you get and I don't think a lot of people know these things but people actually doctors actually go the extra mile Honestly. of doing these things like calling um, lawyers calling yes. judges just to get permission to save a life if they actually just say oh I'm just going to do the best minimum there was a patient mm-hmm. that you know she was supposed to give it to twins 
and Jehovah's Witness, mm. they don't give blood and everything. Ah, yeah. You know, mm. you can actually, you know, write to the court, so call and mm. all of that. But it's a long process because yeah, you have to go through long, it. Exactly. You have other patients. It's not like they're telling you to focus on only Exactly. So honestly, if I choose to just do the bare minimum on that, on that, you know, aspect, patients will die with their children inside of her. Everybody. And hi, Nigeria. God bless us. So how was your journey in medicine? Well, has your journey in medicine rather um, contributed to your personal growth and development as an individual? How would you say it has really impacted your life? Well, my journey in physiotherapy or my journey in the medical field, Mm. has it contributed? Well, hmm. Hmm. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how it has contributed. (laughs) For me, number one is discipline. It has definitely made me a lot more disciplined. Like before, I would just wake up and do whatever, but now you can't. You will fail, truly. (laughs) Because when people, when you tell people that you have an exam in three months and so, that's why you cannot go out today. They don't understand. They don't understand. They never get to it. Even with the the three months reading, yeah, still, it's between, still still and Nishala, begging God. God, remember me, your child. (laughs) So, yeah, it will definitely make you more disciplined. Then, empathy. empathy. You're going to be way more empathetic. You will see people die so much like uh, even the heartless people there is still a little component because mm-hmm. I don't think you can even if you are wicked naturally yes, but they give it to you and sit and yeah. uh, you will still learn it learn. then um, like I feel like you will have a different appreciation for life yeah. because people that pe- people that are not medical people they have this opinion that like people that like especially if you've never lost somebody you think that death is so far death is not far from anybody it's really not people far. that die are not different from you they wake up just like you and me they go to work just like you and me and then they die like it's not mm-hmm. it's probably accidents you have accident victims yeah. they were going somewhere did you get mm-hmm. they were they have this sometimes you call their family members and they're like is this 419 because they don't believe yeah. that this has happened so yeah you definitely have this like respect because People can die anyhow. It's a drive you to God. There's no way. There's that's no way. It's not like it drives you to God or it just drives you yeah. to severe depression. Because I remember seeing, seeing um, a patient who couldn't just do this. That mm. was a big That's why you know. That, oh, okay, mm-hmm. I can do this. And this is important for picking up this. Or mm-hmm. seeing a yeah. patient with Parkinson's and going, okay, mm-hmm. this is... The resting traumas. Like, yeah. Yes. Or, like, you just be like, but just pick up the just cup pick now. Up, but yes. It's, it's, it's just, just, just raise up your leg. The mind is It's not that hard now. Just raise it up. Yeah. Or, like, or people who have, like, um, like um deficiency, like their broker's area. Yes. They can't, yeah. they can't they can understand what you're saying. They can hear you, but they cannot understand or they can't speak. You tell them something and you're saying another thing that is mm-hmm. completely different yeah. it actually gives you a different perspective on life and yeah. and also you know stuff in medicine when you're doing medicine yeah, you know medicine makes you very smart like yeah. you'll be very there's no even your worst doctor will actually be smarter than a, almost an average mm-hmm. person because it's just impossible to not be yeah. you You know a lot of things yeah. you even if I don't know something there's nothing that I feel I cannot read or I cannot learn exactly like, it gives true. you that yeah. Yeah. So it, gives you, it gives you the I've, 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 I've had worse. I dedicate two years of my <laughs> yeah. life to it I will learn it I'll and I'll learn be good it. at it yeah. so. definitely mm-hmm. I think discipline is the, bigger, is the biggest part because as a doctor if you're not disciplined you probably would not graduate that's yeah. the truth because mm-hmm. we we don't it, my school I don't I don't know about any like your school but my school they don't do pass fail like that we do oh this this candidate has, sati- has satisfied yes, the examiner no. exactly. So Following candidates, are you have to. It's not about you passing or you knowing what you're doing. You have mm-hmm. to have satisfied the examiner. Yeah. 
if you're not satisfied the examiner, you will, not. you will get a veto fail. One examiner can veto fail you. Yes, if you don't Whether dress well. or not. Exactly, if you don't dress well, you don't wear your tie. Say, apart from your nails are too long. Well, can I say it again? I'm glad I didn't study you have to have a good behavior. Yeah. Like, I shout out to my VC. We have some time. <laughs> I think that's the funniest time. experience was one that, um, so he went into the, you know, we have oral exams now. So he went into the oral exam and they asked him a question and the person that taught that topic was right beside him. And he, and the, the person, he didn't know it. So the mm. person that was, the, person, the examiner now asked him, you. oh, I didn't they teach you? He now said, said no. Not teach us. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They better uh-huh. feel him. He said, don't worry, see you next year. And they saw him next year. They do that in pediatrics, man. I know. I don't understand pediatrics. Well, you and them. pediatrics. I don't understand. Pediatrics is a very it's special. The, I'm sorry. Very terrible. It is very and special. The cons- I can't say that. I'm, no, going, I'm still going back to school. <laughs> I'm still going back to school. Anyway. It's a very nice department. Yeah. Thank Wonderful you. Wonderful yeah. one. It has been... With cute yeah. children. Very cute. Mm. Adorable. Yes. But and something I, I also consultants. wanted to mention are problems with medicine. Like, I've, re- I've just... Divided them into three, religion, financial constraints, and he- poor health education. Mm. So religion, first of all, people, everything that happens in this life, people think that somebody is against them. Sure. Somebody is an shot arrow. one arrow. An arrow. So me, I always felt so, me, my mom is very, very religious. It's I always felt like that mommy, now. even if they shoot arrow at you, let's say they shoot arrow of headache, <laughs> you will use paracetamol. You will use the, you will pray too. Do you get like, people think that medicine and um, religion, and religion are, are so far are, apart. Yeah, like they are contradictory. Just because you are using drugs does not mean you are not praying. We have doctors that are very good Christians, pastors in their churches, everything. And they still so please, don't and say the, you are not seeking help. it was, it's God that gave this people yes, the knowledge exactly yes, and no. we just we treat it's God that heals if everyone say, if day, so, say okay I mean, let's use herbs healthcare. the um, content in herbs were extracted to make this exactly. drug yeah. so it's still so it's balances. not different and it's just safer herbs did, herbs does not calculate toxicity yeah, levels so exactly. you're taking this thing but medicine is much more oh yeah we've calculated that this is that not this, going to give yeah, you kidney yeah. that this amount <laughs> will cure you but it's, it's like a thera- we call it therapeutic index so it will cure you but not give you more problems then financial constraints that's probably one of the biggest, biggest. issues we have in medicine mm-hmm. especially in um, federal schools like UCH and well, I mean you have 10,000 we had yeah. a patient that had triplets and I think to admit that they were asking for 10,000 because mm. we can't honestly when people say oh the doctor turned you away the doctor turned you away because you honestly cannot do much if you bring yeah. the patients in so am well, I going I to I feel like they forget that we're not the owners of the hospital <laughs> yes they and think that that's just because we're the doctors who are the owners the of the hospital and we just so, want bad for them. We don't want to admit, admit them. And be looking at you and not be able to do anything. Yeah. So most times that's why they do that. And then how many patients? Are, and then they're like, oh, the doctor should have explained. How many patients will you explain to oh, every day? It's just impossible. Like, mm-hmm. So financial constraints, two, five. So maybe policies. Like I remember one day there was this heated debate on Twitter that, oh, doctors don't care. If there is no money, they will turn you out. And that, that morning, we had a meeting in UCH where consultants were coming to say, oh, what can we do? Because there was a fight in a and like some patients mm-hmm. don't have money. So we, it's not as if nobody is fighting for you. Trust me, there are people representing you there exactly, and fighting and trying to see what we can do I think they forget that there's an administrative part yeah. of the hospital. Like, so, and we are not the ones that are there. Exactly. Honestly, like it's, a, it's a whole, it's just like a normal business. Like if mm-hmm. you cannot afford to pay a lawyer, mm-hmm. 
Trust me, you will go there and represent yourself. And I always say that that's why doctors are broke. Because me now, my friend is having a baby. She will call me, Moji, my stomach is just, it's me that will think, okay, this probably, Moji, there is no other profession. I can't call my friend that is a lawyer. For me, oh, I'm going to sign this thing for me. She will say, this is the amount we pay for signature. You know this. You don't call an engineer. Come and help me and build your house. But medicine, they will say, no, you're heartless. You're wicked. But then won't I eat? Won't I actually eat? So yes, I feel like that. So religion, financial. What was the third one? I don't remember. Religion, financial constraints, and lack of yeah. So lack of health education. So there are lots of things that go on on social media where people say, like I remember there was this thing that was trending on social. You can't even fight them because how many people do you, want to, people do you want to fight? That's Twitter that they can they can drag your <laughs> neck. <laughs> you can't even fight Twitter warriors. Okay. Is it like it's health education? Like, oh, this person, this, this, this. So the, let me use a case study for a patient that happened. So there was this patient in Ani that was screaming. By the way, Ani is accents and emergencies for, because we've just been saying A and E. Mm. It's like an emergency department. So there was this patient that was screaming on top of his lungs that ah, nobody has attended to him since he came at 2 p.m. Now is I think it was almost midnight, like 11 p.m. And nobody like he has just been there. Okay, I said, let me go. I'm I'm a student. Being a student gives me the privilege of doing whatever I want you get so I work I work although I'm working but I'm not the doctor at the end of the day so whatever if I like I, I can leave highest thing I'll write letter and explain why I don't come to school but still <laughs> it's not like somebody that does the actual job yeah. so I went there and to find out what was wrong with him and so I was like what happened so he said um nobody has attended to him but looking at him I saw that he had a line he was taking fluids he had a catheter so we're monitoring nobody his renal with he had a wound that was dressed everything so and I said what happened I said eh. like just because the doctor is not by you 24 7 does not mean that things are not going on in your body he was the one that put it by himself you get it was not was like ever since they put the line but I'm like this urine your urine being clear is telling us that it's telling us that um yeah yeah they do they don't have an um, a ruptured organ in your body. But so all these little little things is what like I cannot give you an antibiotic and we're waiting. So see if it's working. Do you get like I've given you and you're being monitored. And I think aside from that, like <laughs> even in like um general outpatients clinics, right? Mm-hmm. Where you see you you know how you can t- well how like seeing a patient can take time and everything. The thing the truth of the matter is like people start to complain outside that oh I've been here since morning. They've not attended <laughs> to me. Been, yeah. You came by 10, 10 a.m. Mm? Mm? People have been here since six, six seven, six, right? <laughs> and if if it were you, you wouldn't want you wouldn't want the doctor to rush your mm-hmm. yes, you know your treatments if you were the one mm-hmm. that was there. Mm-hmm. So like why like I get it, it can be tiring, yes. But if you want to be attended to early, come early, mm-hmm. and that's just the truth. Come early, and and the truth is eh. You just have to be patient. And then you actually just have to be patient. And then me, I even laugh when people say that they are waiting in Nigeria abroad. You are not waiting <laughs> abroad. You wait months. When I say Honestly, months, months before you before you get hmm. to see months, <laughs> months, and they are still trying before to get poach to see a more So my sister I was to, trying to see a gynecologist. Yeah, they gave her an appointment for the for the year after. Yeah, but, yeah. Months, but, yes, but then I think I'm going to ask a question that might be in the hearts of our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. that why um the people that come let's say they come today mm-hmm. and then they come by 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. or 5 a.m. or 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's the day that they were asked to come to the hospital. Yeah. So if you're going to compare between Nigeria and abroad, mm-hmm. they give you a time. Yeah. They give you a fixed time and you know that that day they're going mm-hmm. to attend to you. Mm-hmm. So why don't we apply this, do the same here in Can Nigeria? I this question? Yes, okay. so I want so, to answer. See, yeah, the truth of the matter is 
We can do that too. It's not like we can't do it. We give appointments too. We yeah. give four-week appointments, three-month appointments. We do mm-hmm. it. Depending on how frequently we need to monitor your, your condition and your mm-hmm. medications too. But the truth is, regardless, we're still short on doctors. Yeah. Do you get? So there's no how we're going to do it. Yeah. We have like, it's the, the ratio of one doctor to how many patients. It's, it it's it crazy. <laughs> so there's no how you want to give them appointments. You just end up overlapping yeah. and there will be there'll still be a lot of patients. There's nothing you if can do. If we do that, then the, the appointment dates will be way too exactly. long. Exactly. And some people, very, very some people, once their drugs are finished, they, they don't know to go and like buy another <laughs> <That's>, one. <laughs> so that was my point about health education. Abroad, if you give somebody a diagnosis, if you give a white person a diagnosis, trust me, by the time they're coming back to you, they know almost as much. Yeah. Because the way they yes. research, your child has leukemia, mm-hmm. they won't, Tell you that oh this is survival risk this is what the child needs this is the, they know the symptoms to look out for because they've read abroad that is in this the patient Nigeria, right yeah no like the patient even the, the patient, patient, patient the relative everybody knows but let's also consider that in Nigeria mm-hmm. a number of people are uneducated uneducated yeah, that's, so that's what I'm saying that's the problem, like, so that's the problem it comes from it comes from yeah, exactly. It comes from the problem the poor of health education. Um, poor health poor education. education. Yeah, some people don't know that there are two kidneys in the body. So how do you start <laughs> telling them that they are polycystic? They don't even know. How do you... Will I draw... Exactly. Lots of conditions that we can't even guess. explain. And the truth is we don't have enough time to dedicate to a particular exactly. to a particular. And the funny patient. thing is you'll be able to explain the conditions to the patients. The patients will probably now go to another hospital and not be able to tell them what's he it's has wrong, you yeah. know they will not be treating that patient for something else they have a patient that does not even just, know that they've removed one and, the and then yes. and then knowing that most mm-hmm. most Nigerians to your first point religion mm-hmm. they will rather go and seek um, information from somewhere else okay they'll rather go seek information from somewhere else and then they'll not come and tell you that you were probably lying or you wanted to swipe them off their money or mm-hmm. something like that yeah Okay. Anyway, this has been an amazing um, conversation yeah. about, you know, the medical field with you guys. Um, where can we find you on social media? What are your your Instagram names? Muji. Okay. So my Instagram name is moj.i underscore. Okay. Um, yeah. But I don't use Twitter. Them? Twitter is too, <laughs> too cutthroat for me. What about them? What's yours? Then mine is Instagram, Zion Scribbles. That's all. Okay. Mine is um, nishala.b. Um, on Instagram. Um, so again, thank you for tuning in today. Um, we are available on Spotify, Apple Muse, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, you can check the description down below. And um, please be sure to like, follow, and subscribe. You can even comment, self-leave comments for us. Thank you. And also um, on the Spotify platform, you can um, rank us or you can um, give us leave, a rating. A, yes, you can give us a rating as well. Um, so please also do not forget that we have merch available. So please, again, check in the description box. You'd see um, the link to get the merch. Yeah. Yes, thank you. So see you next time. Thank you for having thank us. You. Bye. Bye.